Hi, I'm Walter Harvey, the senior pastor at Parklawn Assembly of God. Parklawn is a church that both regular attenders and even unchurched people love to attend. Why? Perhaps it's because we seek real and authentic relationships. We're a multicultural church that's engaged in volunteerism and outreach in our community and world. Let's face it, we live in a real world. Young people are facing challenges in their school, relationships, and career choices. That's why we're focused on practical matters, such as making faith work in family, career, and community issues. If you're tired of church as usual, or you don't go to church at all, then Park Lawn Assembly of God could be the perfect place for you. Come check it out this weekend. We have services each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Park Lawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon. Solomon was given wisdom and insight to paint for them and for us a series of pictures of a relationship between one man and one woman who were totally committed to one another in heart and soul and spirit and mind and even in body. It's a picture of a relationship. Your relationships have highs and lows. They have times of great communication and they have times of misunderstanding. They have times of love, times of joy, but also times of struggle. See, Solomon was wanting us to understand that love, it has a life of its own. It's something that we have to be so careful with. And I think in our society, we've made it so casual. We've devalued it. But Solomon and this woman that he was in love with, they knew that it was so special. They didn't want to mess it up. And they would say things to one another like, daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you by the gazelles and by the does of the field. Do not arouse or do not awaken in love until it so desires. Don't mess with this thing. There's nothing to play around with. And we've messed it up in so many ways. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians that it's God's will for us that we be sanctified. That means to be a life set apart, a life of uniqueness, a life that's holy, not common. And that we should not practice sexual immorality. But each of us should learn how to control our own body in a way that is holy and that is honorable. Not in passionate lust, like the pagans who do not know God. They not only not know God, but God is love. So if you don't know him, how can you know love? It says that in, in this manner, no one should wrong or should take advantage of a brother or sister. If you do, the Lord's going to punish you who commit such sins. For God did not call us to be impure, but he called us to live a holy life. We're praying this morning, Lord, give us a true definition of love. What does it really mean? Because in our English vocabulary, we throw that word around so casually. We, in one sentence, say, I love my wife. In the next sentence, we say, I love pizza. 
You can't love pizza like you love your wife. Well, maybe you do love your wife like you love pizza. Hopefully not. But in the Hebrew language and in Solomon's time, they had three distinct, distinguished words for love. The word raya means to have a friendship kind of love. It's the type of love that describes you hanging out with your BFF. A love in which you, you have just deep soul ties. You are connected with this person in a way that you can communicate with each other. You can finish one another's sentences. That's how you know you truly have a friend. It's a love that the Hebrews called raya. And there was a second word that they used to describe love, and it's the word ahava. It means a love that comes with commitment. It goes beyond friendship. There's a deep affection and a deep desire to the point where your heart aches when that other person is not in your presence. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's, it's that kind of love where, where you don't want to hang the phone up. You hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Before you know it, three, four hours have elapsed. It's a love that you say is no place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than hearing your love. Solomon wanted us to know that love is, love is like a fire. It's like a fire. And we've been praying, Lord, set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain. I don't want to control it. I don't, I don't want to put that fire of love out, God. In Solomon, Song of Solomon 8, 6, he says, Lord, set me as a seal upon thine heart and as a seal upon thy arm, for love is as strong as death. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which has a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench your love, neither can the floods drown it. He said it's a fire of love. Song of Solomon 2 and 4, he says he brought me to his banqueting house, his banqueting table, and his banner over me was love. This is not talking about lust. We misuse that word love, and what we really mean many times when we talk to someone is, I lust you. Not that I love you. That lust is fleeting. That lust is temporary, urges. It's feelings that's trying to get a quick fix. It's not a deep ahavaz. There's no commitment there. There's no decision to commit your will to love someone else. Solomon gives us a third word that describes a romantic sexual love. In that same second chapter of Song of Solomon, it talks about let him lead me to his banqueting table. His banner over me is love. He begins to begin to move into the realm of the erotic realm. He says, strengthen me with raisins. Freshen me with apples for I am sick. I am faint with love. I can't take it anymore. He uses a third word. He uses the word dod, which is referring to that sexual love. It means to caress, 
to rock, to fondle. I think y'all get the picture, don't you? Solomon in Proverbs chapter 7, he talked about the foolish man and the strange woman having this type of expression of love. And, and uh, the woman says that my bed is covered with linens from Egypt. I've perfumed my bed with myrrh and aloe and cinnamon. Come, let us drink deeply of love till the morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. In the first chapter, he says that this is what she says to about her lover. She says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. Jesus gives us a true explanation and a demonstration of love. He literally honored marriage and gave us a, a full definition of all three of these words coming together in the fullness of, of God. When he performed his first miracle, it was at a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Y'all know the story, how he turned the water into wine. Nobody knew how he'd do it, how he did it. In fact, when the, when the man, the master of the house, drew the wine out and drank it, he said, wow, this is the best wine I've ever tasted. I don't know where we got it from. I don't know how he, how, to, how he did it, but this stuff is good. What Jesus was telling us is that the love of God is mysterious. Can't fully fathom it. And Paul picks this theme up in Ephesians chapter 5. And most of the time, we want to jump at verse 22. Wives, be submissive to your own husbands. But I want to pick it up at verse 24. It says, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives just submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. The scripture never tells the wife to love her husband. It always tells the husband. Love your wives. It says to the wife, submit to your own husband. But husbands, love your wives. A lot of times husbands are pounding their fists on the table, say she won't submit to me. And I say, well, are you loving your wife? Are you loving your wife with the, with the raya, with the ahava, not just seeking the doubt kind of love? Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy. Cleansing her by the washing with the water of word. Are you washing your wife in the word of God? To present her to himself as a radiant church. Well, she's not acting the way that she should be acting. She don't look the way that she used to look. Well, first of all, neither do you. But Christ is working to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Paul goes on to say, in this way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. If, you don't, if you're not treating your wife in this way, you're actually doing harm to yourself. If you're not loving your wife with the fullness of God, you are, you are literally hating yourself. Verse 29, after all, he says, no one ever hated their own body but they feed in their care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. And most of us, we don't have any idea about this. He says, for this reason, a man will leave his father, his mother, and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. 
This is a profound mystery. It's a mystery. Two becoming one flesh. He says, I'm talking about Christ in the church. How do two people become one flesh? How do they knit their hearts together, their minds together? And even bring their experiences and their emotions together. The mingling of their souls. Certainly the mingling of their bodies together. Jesus is giving us a picture of a deeper spiritual reality. That marriage is a picture of the relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. It's a mystery. It's, it's, a, it's a picture. It's a, it's a snapshot of, of what heaven looks like right down here on the earth. And he's letting us know that sex is beyond a physical act. It's a spiritual act. It's a powerful spiritual act that, is, that was meant to endure forever. Two people coming together, committed to one another. Having all three types of love. Having that raya, friendship with one another. Having the ahava. That deep sense of commitment that I, I don't want to live without you. I can't live without you. And having the doubt, the passionate love that's expressed in the marital bed. But without understanding that, we mess it up. We mess it up through, through affairs. When a person has an affair... They're denying the fact that these two people have become one. An affair is taking one of the person that has been joined together and trying to get the heat, trying to get the light of Ahava and Raya just from the act of Daud. Just by having one of the flames you're trying to get that sense of love and fullness and satisfaction that can only come from all three. Is it any wonder why after an affair, people come away with shame and guilt and emptiness and feeling empty and naked like Adam and Eve before they were naked and unashamed, but after an affair, you, you think you're going to come away satisfied, but it never fully satisfies because that one aspect of love the doubt was never meant to do what all three are required to do because marriage is mysterious it's a unity a oneness that God intended that no other person would come in the midst of and separate can I just testify that married sex is the best sex Take it from me, all right? Just if you can't experience, if you have no experience, trust me. I promise you. It becomes more satisfying. The longer that you're married, it provides a level of satisfaction that married adulterous sex could never provide. A level of satisfaction that single fornicating sex will never achieve. A level of satisfaction that porn, sex without any friendship, sex without any commitment, any ha-ha-va would never achieve. Sex outside of the one man, one woman marriage is defaming and devaluing 
if you have a $5 bill, you can break that $5 down in five singles, 500 pennies. I don't know how many nickels, quarters, and dimes, but it still would be $5. But you take sex outside of the context of marriage, and it devalues it. It makes it less than what it's worth. That's what our culture has done. We've tried to substitute. We've created forgeries, fake copies that don't have any real value. Sex and marriage is real. It's satisfying. Why? It's because it's based on raya, friendship. It's based on ahava, a sense of covenant, commitment to one another. That when you're in this, in this ahava, this means that, hey, this is who I am in the morning. This is who I am at night. I'm going to be the same person in the morning as I was last night. I'm not going to change. And the older you get, the less attractive you are physically. I'm not there yet, but, you know, I'm a, somebody told me that. So the older you get the less you feel attractive and the less physical energy you have. But because you have all three of these flames burning in your heart for your spouse and there for you, and because you two are totally committed to one another, then when you said, I do, that means I do you and you do me, nobody else getting done in this relationship. That's the most satisfying sex. But our society says, you know, God is anti-sex. God is negative. God is against you having fun. God is against you experiencing your sexuality and your true identity. No, God authorized sex. God created sex. And he's trying to guarantee us the best sex, and it's only within the fireplace of a marriage. If you take the fire out of the fireplace, you're going to destroy yourself and the other people around you. All three flames is the way God created us. But you know, you could look at some married people and they might still have a sense of ahava. They're still committed to one another. They got bills together. They got a house together. They got a mortgage together. They got cars together. They got children together. They got grandchildren together. But they don't have any raya. No more friendship. You can see them at the, at the restaurants. They're sitting there eating. Nobody's talking to one another. They're looking at their cell phones. And they don't even have any doubt. There's no sexual intimacy. It's just a sense of commitment. It's a, it's a sense of duty and obligation. You've been together for so long that the relationship has become, it, it, it's just based on apathy. You've neglected the flame and eventually it's going to flicker and it's going to go out. We can't separate the flames. God made us to have all three. That's the way he wired us in our lives. To have friendship, to have commitment. And then in God's time and in God's way for you to have the expression of a spouse so you can express the sexual intimacy with. And our culture has no clue what true sex is because it's a mystery. It doesn't make sense to them. But this is two people coming together, giving all of themselves to each other forever.
forever. That's God's will for us. And my prayer today is that, that each of us would, would just have a redefinition of God's love. That we would honor the way that God has created us. That we would reject the fake, the counterfeit, the forgeries of the world. And that we would walk and live with the respect for our bodies, which are the temples of God. And that we would live every day in the reality that love is a spiritual thing. It's a mystery. And that we're walking around the world like living flames on fire for God that the world is looking at and marveling at the light that's coming from your life. I want to pray right now. I want to pray. The Lord gave me a burden for those of you who are unmarried, who desire to be married. You desire that Raya, that Ahava, and you desire that Daud. You might have some friends in your life, but if you're trying to live sanctified, they're not, they're not giving you the sexual intimacy that you desire. There's nothing wrong with desiring that. Can I just free, up, free us up this morning? There's nothing wrong with desiring that. And we're going to pray this morning. We're going to pray that, that God would meet that need for you in a holy way. Come on. Can, can we just open up the heavens for some husbands and some wives to come? Y'all ain't going to be real. Y'all know you want a husband, you want a wife, but can we just pray for that together? The word of God says, if two come together and touch and agree on anything in my name, you've been, you've been trying to about, go about it your own way. You need somebody to agree with you this morning. We're going to pray for that. And then we're going to pray this morning that some soul ties be broken. That some unhealthy situations just, just fall off of our lives. Just some fingerprints from the past of our lives. You, you're trying to love Johnny, but you still got Jim Boy in your soul. <laughs> that soul tie has to be broken. Can we stand to our feet this morning? Hallelujah. Father, we come before you just open and honest today, Lord. Naked and unashamed. My God. That's the way you created us to live. You wired us to live naked and unashamed before you. God, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice right now, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you created us to live in friendship. You called Moses and Abraham your friends. And Jesus, you called us, not servants, but you called us to be your friends and to abide with you. God, fill our hearts again. Renew within us, Lord covenant of friendship for you and for one another to love you with all of our heart mind soul and strength and love our neighbor as we love ourselves God this is our desire God to be a true friend to you Lord forgive us for denying you for turning our back on you for acting like we like Peter we, we don't know you forgive us Lord Reconnect our hearts with yours in friendship, Lord. <laughs> Reconnect us, Lord, to the place where 
like a friend, we finish each other's sentences. We're devoted to each other's good. Lord, reconnect us to that sense of commitment and ahava, that deep sense of covenant to you, Lord. Father, I thank you that that comes through salvation in Jesus Christ. For every person who's outside of that, that ark of safety, that's out of relationship with Christ, I thank you, Lord, that your arms are, are yet extended, inviting whosoever will, let them come into relationship, come into covenant, come into commitment with you. Simply, you said, if we believe in our hearts and confess Jesus Christ as our Lord, we'll be saved. And I thank you right now, Father, that the Holy Spirit is drawing men and women and boys and girls into covenant commitment with you. The ahava, the agape love of God, as the Greeks called it. Lord, I pray for those who are here this morning who are unmarried and who desire, Lord, to, to have all three flames and the Tao, the, the sense of sexual romantic love as an expression of their lives. You wired us that way, God. You gave us those, those desires. I pray, Father, for an open heaven that you would begin to cause us, cause the women of God to see their Boaz and cause the men of God to begin to see their roots. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. I break off every soul tie right now, Father, every spirit of the past, every spirit of bitterness and unforgiveness, every spirit of jealousy and envy that has held us back. Lord, we forgive even those who have wounded us in the past because we refuse to take the past into our future. And God, I thank you right now that as we drop the baggage of soul ties, drop the baggage of bitterness and unforgiveness, Lord, that now our hands are free. Our souls are free. Make room in our hearts, God, for the man or the woman of God that you're sending to us. And Lord, we're, we bind the spirit of the enemy to say they already married. God, we bind them up in the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of covetousness that would cause us to desire someone else's spouse. God, I thank you that what you have for us is for us. We declare that you've called us to sanctification and purity and righteousness. And God, we shall have what you say we shall have. God, I release right now, God, the spirit of covenant marriage being honored in this house today because you said the marriage bed is undefiled before God. It is honorable. And God, we celebrate what you have already decreed. We say amen to everything that you've already said yes to right now, God. We pray this unashamedly for those that have that desire, Father. Hallelujah, God. I thank you that you're saving the best for last. The devil is a liar, that, that you're not forgotten, you're not passed over, but you shall have what God has said you shall have. God, I thank you right now, Jesus, as you came to the city of Galilee, that you've come here to this place today. On that third day, you came to the wedding, and I thank you that this is a third, this is a day of resurrection, God. This is a third day season right now. <clears throat> and I thank you right now that, Lord, you're taking that which is common. As we surrender it to you in obedience, we take the water pot of our lives and God, whatever you tell us to do, we're going to do. Thank you, Lord. Take that which is common, Lord. Take that six, which is the number of man and do the miraculous. What only you can do within us, God, do it right now, Father. 
renew the sense of covenant to marriage. Renew the sense of sanctification and purity and respect and honor for our bodies, God. And Lord, until you sin and manifest that spouse, God, I thank you that we're going to live in a sense of expectation. We're going to live in a sense of faith and joy and preparation. And Lord, we're not going to be denied. We're not going to take our eyes off of the blessing. We're not going to take our eyes off of you. We refuse to be deterred, to be distracted, to be discouraged, to be defeated. The spirit of depression and discouragement lift right off of you right now in the name of Jesus. And let the sense of joy and righteousness and peace and the Holy Ghost come upon you right now for that is the kingdom of heaven it's righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost hallelujah 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 Parkline Assembly of God exists to share the light life and love of Jesus Christ as a part of this mission join us for special services workshops and encounters Park Lawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon.